Well, hey, everyone, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. This is the Off the Bench podcast. I'm glad that you've joined me today because I'm going to pick up the topic of beauty in the culture. It's something that we have lost and certainly have not, I I think, not uh, brought to the forefront of Christian circles as much as we need to. And I'm really, really thrilled today to have uh, Candice Grenier back on the show with me. She is the founder of Purinata Cosmetics. And I told you guys, whenever I find a company that I think is doing really good things, I want to introduce those brands to you so that you can put your money where your values are. And so today she is back. We're going to pick up this important topic, a biblical approach to beauty. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. you guys know that I have five daughters. So my husband and I have seven children and uh, we have been blessed. I truly, I mean, I I feel like, you know, I often look back at my life and especially now because most of my kids are grown and I just cannot believe that the Lord gave me this beautiful opportunity to raise children. And I love hanging out with my adult kids. And one of the most beautiful things about having daughters is that we kind of, you know, you raise them and then you move through the seasons of life together. And it's just a beautiful thing. And we talk often about beauty in our home. We talk often about, I mean, for goodness sake, the amount of money that the St. John women have spent on makeup in the last 30 years, is we should probably, I should probably be uh, talking about private label with my new friend here, because I'll tell you what, we could probably support our own. <laughs> but I'm so thrilled. It is. I'm so thrilled to have uh, Candice on the show. Candice, of course. Uh, is the founder and the formulator behind Purinata. And if you have never tried their cosmetics, jump onto their website, purinata.ca. She's in Canada, and I've invited her back today. Candice, welcome back to the show. Hello, Heidi. Thanks again for having me. You're very welcome. I'm looking forward to it because this conversation is really important because the world has really twisted the idea of beauty mm-hmm. now. And we've, we're mixing up you know, what is, what is beautiful. We're mixing up male and female so many things are kind of off balance today. And I think as a result, you see this sort of identity crisis. And the Bible has a lot to say about it. So this is really where I want to start with you today. When you talk about beauty from God's word and from a biblical worldview, how should Christians, as we're, as we're uh, framing this conversation, according to God's word, how should Christian women and girls view themselves? Yeah, that's a good question. And, you know, when you had Ken Ham on your podcast a few weeks ago, it's a bit of a different context, but he said, you know, we can look at ourselves through God's lens, like how he sees us, or we can look at ourselves through the lens of the world. And of course, that's a huge difference. Like the lens of the world will always have ourselves comparing ourselves amongst ourselves mm-hmm. or to the current standard of beauty, which is always changing. And we're always left feeling, you know, so inadequate and not measuring up. Whereas, you know, when we look through oursel- at ourselves through God's lens, we see ourselves as his masterpiece. You know, every part of us is unique and beautifully created. And I know it's this cliche mama thing to say, you know, but I really truly believe that God created everyone beautiful. He doesn't create mm-hmm. ugly. And I think he was just so thoughtful when he designed us as human beings, just in our basic characteristics, our basic features. Like I think of our eyes, you know, they glisten and sparkle even without makeup, everybody's eyes Mm -hmm. and our eyebrows. You know, I sometimes think, wow, God, that was a great idea to just put these little, you know, frames around our eyes. It's so beautiful, right? And then lips, you know, have you ever thought that 
God could have made our faces one solid color, solid color, but instead he put this little shape on our face and he painted it in pink. And I'm just like, come on, that is just our creator. And I love it. And, and the neat thing about looking at ourselves through God's lens as well is that it becomes more than just a physical appearance. You know, it's seeing mm. ourselves as who he created us to be as a whole, which is sometimes called, you know, our original design. When you think of what Ephesians says, that he had a plan for us, that he laid out for us before the foundation of the world. Like just to know that you have a specific purpose. And I can guarantee it has nothing to do with how pretty you are or how well you yes. apply your makeup. All those external things are insignificant in the grand scheme of eternity. Yeah. It's true. And I and at the same time, we go through phases, right? And we can look back in history. Uh, with Christian women and sort of this struggle we're always having with beauty, right? Because there are, there are certain mm -hmm. denominations that would say makeup is wrong because it just focuses on the uh, on the uh, external, where the Bible says God focuses on the heart. And people will say, "Well, you have you're wearing makeup, and so now you're um, you're going to have a you're going to be prideful." What is the difference? I think this is important because this is, these are important conversations to have with our young daughters, especially as they mm -hmm. mature into womanhood. Uh, between pride and instilling a sense of confidence uh, in our daughters. Yeah, I know that's always been a bit of a struggle for me, right? Um, and well, it you've is got a few lot kids of, of your own. Yeah, I've got two daughters too. They're my little uh, three daughters. Yeah, one is an adult, but two little ones still. But um, the goal for that I want for them and for all believers, you know, is that we should have this confidence in who we are in Christ. Yeah. But like you said, there's this awkward fine line, you know, what, with what appears as confidence and, and pride. You know, I struggle with that because I don't want to appear, be appeared, uh, appear to people as being full of myself. And I also don't want to be too critical of myself either because that's not a good example for my daughters. And so where's that balance and what does that look like? And I remember as a teenager, just thinking so lowly of myself, you know, I let all those outside voices speak to me and they'd become my internal voices, how I would speak to myself. I remember there being magazines in our public school library. And they told me as a young girl that how I looked was the most important thing, you know, and I, I didn't measure up. Or maybe if a classmate commented on my physical appearance, I would just play that over and over and over in, in my mind. And now I recognize, you know, those were lies from the devil. He yes. tries to steal our confidence, right? And make us feel like we're worth nothing. And I find it so interesting that he attacks us with the superficial, like our physical appearance that really doesn't matter. But he'd love to render us useless if we just waste all our time comparing ourselves to someone that we can't focus on the things that really matter. And that's what I think is the biggest difference between an unhealthy pride and confidence is that. Pride has us focusing on ourself, you know, whether it's being full of yourself or self-pity, self-shame, whereas confidence in Christ is knowing your true identity, you know, that you're a child of the King, mm -hmm. you're beautifully and wonderfully made. You can just rest in that mm -hmm. and you don't have to worry about how others are perceiving you. And you know what? It, it's embarrassing to say, but I carried those insecurities into my adult life for just far too long until at one point I figured, you know what? That's it. I'm done. I decided I'm just going to be confident in who I am in Christ. I'm going to take care of my body the best I can. I'm going to love myself as God created me. And then, wow, so much freedom in that. Yes. Just let go of that critical spirit that I had against myself. Yeah. It's, and it comes from the enemy, right? I mean, it really oh, does yeah. come from the enemy of your soul who doesn't want you to see yourself as made in the image of God, as beautiful, 
And I, I mean, yeah. I want my daughters also to embrace the feminine. I want them to embrace mm-hmm. that femininity. I want them to wear, you know, sparkly dresses and, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy being a woman, enjoy being a girl, because there are a lot of hard things about being uh, a woman, particularly mm-hmm. in the culture right now. But there's so many things about it uh, that are beautiful. And mm-hmm. you uh, talked for a minute about confidence. And I'm wondering when you think of your daughters, even young, the young uh, women who are listening to this, well, not even just young women, just women in general. How do we gain mm-hmm. our confidence in Christ instead of putting it out there on social media? That's where, you know, we need enough likes on our photographs or that's why the filters are so important now, right? These young people that are on social media. How, how can we increase and in, or gain a confidence that comes from God? Yeah, you know, I referenced that maybe I just one day made this flip switch and okay, now I'm going to be confident, but it was actually a process. And there are some things that I would encourage people to do to just bolster that confidence that we can have in Christ. And the first thing would be to get in his word, you know, because it's how God speaks to us. And it's miraculous that when you spend time with him, your cup fills up and it really sets the tone for the day with how you view yourself because you can be confident, you know, that I'm redeemed, I'm forgiven, I'm loved by the Savior. Mm -hmm. And that'd be the first thing, right? It's so important. And secondly, I feel it's important to obey his word, you know, walk in his commandments. We'll never be fully confident if we're sinning against our Lord. Like if we aren't glorifying him in our bodies, we're never going to feel good about ourselves. Yeah. And, yeah. And then lastly, I feel like we just need to trust in the Lord because being confident for some reason, it's kind of scary, you know, just to let go and say, Lord, I'm thankful for the way you made me. I trust your original design for me, the plans you have for my life. And I think of that verse, it's, it's so common, but it's my favorite Proverbs three, five, and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your, your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths because our own understanding is so flawed. You know, those voices from the outside become the voices on the inside and they're flawed. You can't trust in that. So but true. in all your ways, yeah, acknowledge him and he will direct your path so you can walk in confidence. Like that's ultimate confidence. If he's directing your path, yeah, then you can have confidence in him. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Yeah. Yeah, and and it helps with the ebb and the flow too because we come into different seasons of our life. I, I don't know where I was years ago. It's probably maybe five or six or seven years ago. I was speaking for a conference somewhere, and in between events, I had I went to a clothing store because I had uh, stained or something one of my shirts that I was speaking in. And a woman went to the store to help me pick out a shirt, and I'm looking in the mirror and I'm trying to figure out okay which one can I wear on the stage? And you can't have you're not supposed to have you know lines and it has to be, you know there's all these different things. 
And she looked at me and she said, hey, have you ever noticed I had a, a a shade of lipstick on that I didn't normally wear? And she said, that's not a very good shade. Do you ever notice that it you can see these lines, you know, right here in your face? Well, you know oh. what? I mean, Candace, until that moment in my life, I'd never seen them. I had that's never terrible. seen those lines in my face. And now, you know what? I can't unsee them. Like, that's the first oh. thing I see in the morning. Right. I, it's just so frustrating. I, and and she didn't mean it. Like, she wasn't try, trying to yeah. be a jerk or anything. But she was telling me that yeah. makes you look old and you really should be careful yeah. of the 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 hue that you put on your face and people are going to think that you know you're 10 years older than you really are and i just yeah. thought man the culture that we we're living in so much of how we see ourselves is wrapped up in what other people think of us and it really can leave us you know feeling kind of empty and why am i even trying and then you move through different seasons of life you know i'm in my 50s now but i mean that's a lot of stages of you know your skin and your your body and the, the Bible is very clear, like this, this tent that I'm residing in right now is going to go away someday and I'm yeah. going to get a new body. And the moving through the seasons of life, I think it can leave us feeling pretty empty. People trying to fill the void, you know, through beauty standards, we want to be noticed. And I'm sure that in the beauty industry, you see this all the time. Oh, totally. Right. Like you just have to start scrolling YouTube or Instagram and just see that that cry for you know attention yes. and validation is so powerful you know and it as you mentioned it spans all ages you can talk about teenagers who need to have this you know knowledge but you know when you're 55 you can still have this you know insecurity and yeah but you know it's part of how god made humanity right there's this desire in our heart that peace missing we just we long for more we're searching and it's not a flaw, right? I believe that's how God designed us because we're meant to seek Jesus. Yes. But instead we're trying to fill, you know, our heart because we have this sinful nature and we're filling our heart with all the things like it describes in the word of the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. And, you know, when someone gives us that attention, it helps fill up that void in it, our heart and yes. it feels good, it's right? so fleeting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's fleeting and it's not always a bad thing, right? Like if you have Jesus, you know, filling you your cup and then the attention is wholesome and appropriate, well, you know, that's what friends are for. We can build each other up. But when you're not walking with the Lord, you know, you'll just crave more and more validation to fill that void. And sadly, you know, some women go through great lengths to satisfy that longing and they end up doing things that God never intended for them to do. Mm. And, you know, it can be like extreme things, right? Like prostitution or adultery, or even just the little things, as you said, craving the likes on social media or attention from your peers, validation from your boss. And, and it, it translates as far as women is, are concerned, you know, oftentimes we'll use our appear, appearance to garner this validation and like not to say everyone who dresses nice and wears makeup's trying to get attention, but it's part of the equation. If your heart isn't right. And you said the right word fleeting, right? That that's the thing. Anything besides Jesus will never fully satisfy. It'll always come short. And so I believe what we have to do is approach beauty as seeing ourselves as made in God's image. We're beautifully and wonderfully made. You know, his word tells us that we are knit together in our mother's womb. Oh, that's just so beautiful. You know, think that he knit us together. I love Mm -hmm. it. And then we can be thankful for our earthly vessels and we can take care of what he created and love ourselves or who we are. And so then when you have that healthy mindset, makeup can be just this fun and creative outlet to enhance and celebrate your natural beauty. And you're not trying to fill that void in your 
heart that's only meant for Jesus, you know, mm, and good. I love wearing makeup. You know, I've always loved wearing makeup, even from a young girl. It's just kind of a mental boost to kind of care for myself in that way, to love myself in that way. And as long as it doesn't become this obsession, right? Yeah. To fill that void. Yeah. And that, I guess that, that sort of leads me to where I want to uh, end the episode today, because there's a lot of women, a lot of moms, uh, maybe young girls even that listen to this. And and we want to strike that balance. Like you want to look beautiful, but you also want to focus on the heart, right? Because God Mm -hmm. looks at the heart first. It's so important. Is there a right way, talking about beauty and makeup, is there a right way and a wrong way for a Christian uh, lady to wear makeup? Right. You know, and that's one of those tricky questions, right? Because mm-hmm. like you say, we have people from different backgrounds and what some would perceive as sinful, whether it's, you know, red nail polish or right. red lipstick right. and other cultures, none at all. And so what what is the godly Christian makeup look, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't actually believe there's a specific look of a godly woman. Like my personal preference is I don't like a such a full face of makeup that you can't recognize the person. I rather prefer, you know, a light application of color that just accentuates, you know, the natural beauty of people. But, you know, I know some godly women who wear the brightest lipstick you ever did see (laughs) and they love Jesus like a lot. And they don't (laughs) mind the lines right here. (laughs) Oh, they don't. No, they are fine with the lines. I'm sure. Yes. So I think it really comes down to our motives, right? Our, Mm. like you say, God sees uh, the heart and our main focus should be the hidden person of the heart. You know, in First Peter, it says, let the adorning, um, how does that go? It'd be the hidden person of the heart with imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. So maybe your lipstick is very loud, but you're a gentle, quiet spirit yes. inside. Yep, yep, yep. And <laughs> so it honors the Lord. That's okay then, yeah. Yeah, I think it goes it back to the Lord, yes. God yes. sees the heart. He sees beyond all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He sees he sees our heart. And I, and I know that a lot of, especially moms when they have younger kids and they are just getting into, you know, makeup or they're just wanting to explore a little bit about, I think moms can sort of panic. And I was telling them, Hey, mm-hmm. don't panic. If, if your daughter is starting to want to use your makeup or she's asking you about it, that's that natural sort of, I think that move toward femininity and beautiful things that yeah. she sees in her mother. Hopefully, and like it's something it. that we want to uh, we want to accentuate, and we want to develop yeah. in our girls after we start yeah. the process of developing their heart, which hopefully starts when they're very young. Really quickly, exactly. uh, we've only got a couple of minutes left here, and then we're going to jump into happy hour. And in happy hour, I really want to. You had a really wonderful thing that you sent me, and I want to jump into it. In happy hour, just talking about balancing work and life. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a homeschool mom. You're a homeschool mom. Uh, I'm working, you're working. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. lot to try to just, and I'm, I'm sure, and we we can talk about this in, in happy hour, but I'm sure the mom guilt from time to time sort of rears its ugly head. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. A oh, lot yeah. <laughs> of women listening to this that are trying to balance uh, work and family business and that kind of thing. And so I'd love to jump into that with you. But before we go today, uh, I'm looking at your website here and it's, it's beautiful again. I mean, there's just so many things, eyes, lips, face, skincare. Is there anything about the website that you want to draw people's attention to right now? So that when they go there, uh, you know, you're saying, Hey, uh, look, this would be a good place to start. 
Yeah, actually, when you were talking about you know, young girls and mothers wanting to direct their children into or their young girls into something pretty and beautiful as they're first starting to wear makeup, we just launched a new what we call a color story for spring, and it's called Sweet Innocence. I just and I saw think, it. Yeah, it's splashing over the front page of our website in all its glory. It's so beautiful. And the model is Allison. She's just a lovely young lady that works with us. And the the look is just so soft mm-hmm. and feminine and beautiful. And so if you have a young girl, perhaps I'd recommend watching that YouTube tutorial and using those soft colors. I mean, that'd be a great place to start. And if you have different skin tones that aren't the same as Allison's, you can always reach out to our staff and they'll give alternative suggestions. But that might be a good place, kind of a fun place to start if you explore our products there on our site. It's beautiful. I'm looking at it right now. I'm pretty sure I have that palette with the blush in it and the eyeshadow, and I super love it. So uh, this is wonderful, wonderful makeup. And uh, Candice, it's just been a treat to have you here. Um, Would you stick around for happy hour? I really want to talk about work-life balance with you. Yes, that'd be fun. I'd love to. Wonderful. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening today. If you are subscribed, stick around and we'll be right back. For those of you who are not subscribed to the podcast, you want to do it. You're not going to want to miss this. Candace and I are coming right back here for happy hour. If you're a subscriber for the Heidi St. John podcast, you should see that extended podcast subscription notice come up. If you want to do that, you can go to Spotify. Just click on the subscribe button and then this podcast in its in its extended format and without the ads that are generated by Spotify, those should uh, drop right into wherever you listen to podcasts. It's also a wonderful way Uh, to support a great ministry like the Heidi St. John podcast. So I hope you guys will check out Piranata. I'm going to link back to it in the show notes today. Put your money where your values are and support this wonderful homeschool mom who's doing such an amazing thing all the way up there in Manitoba, Canada. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.